2: Get yours in Coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.
3: The Armstrong and Getty Show. Is the
0: net effect of what you tweeted this morning and what you're talking about now to cast doubt on the results of the November 3rd election? Well, it's had
3: an interesting impact. Uh, I didn't know it was going to be the impact it had. What people are now looking at is, am I right... But not me. Are all these stories right about the fact that these elections will be fraudulent? They'll be fixed. They'll be rigged. And everyone's looking at it. And a lot of people are saying, you know, that probably
0: will happen. That's hilarious. Um. So Trump tweeted yesterday that uh, you know maybe we should delay the election. <laughs> and everybody went crazy. And he says, I didn't think it would have that sort of a reaction. I it surprises me. <laughs> I I love him jerking people around. I mean, I get a kick out of that on on many different levels. Sure. But uh,
3: pretend outrage uh, and the rest of it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I often wonder what he's hoping
3: to accomplish. We're joined by Lan-Hee Chen, David Nyan, Steffi Fellow in American Public Policy Studies at the Hoover Institution. And Lan-Hee, much as I deal with my backyard, let's clean up the dung first, and then we'll get on to the more edifying uh, stuff.
0: That's the worst transition I've ever heard.
3: Thank you. So uh, the idea that Trump would delay the election,
1: how likely? Oh, God. Uh, look, zero likely. Okay, <laughs> <All> but, <right. laughs> zero likelihood that he can do it. Uh, you know, zero likelihood that he would ever. Uh, you know, he'd ever be able to get away with it. You know, th- on on this one, the Constitution and U.S. law are pretty clear.
3: Now, uh, one more, and it's even more ridiculous. And I think it's zero likely he would try. So, and he oh, knew no. that. So, yeah. uh, even more ridiculous. If Trump were to declare after the election. Which, in this scenario, he lost. I am not leaving. <laughs> As has been suggested in the New York Times, the
0: Washington Post. Good morning Joe talks morning. about it all the time. All the alphabet in, networks. In serious tones.
3: As a man of great experience and knowledge, if a president were to declare that, what would happen on Inauguration Day?
1: Well, I mean, you know, he would find himself locked out of the White House. I mean, that's just not, it's, it's uh, again, the Constitution here is very clear. U.S. law is very clear. The President's term ends on a certain date, and if he has not been reelected, he is no longer the President. Yeah, so by noon on January act act like 20th, the you're a private president.
0: citizen. You don't live here anymore. Right, so you'd, you'd just be go. a trespasser and he'd be
1: removed, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, it would be like, you know, it's, it's like the, the, the guy who finds himself kicked out of his house. I mean, it's this is this is kind of what would happen. So, you know, I mean, look, there's a lot of conversation about stuff Trump says, and and there's a lot of things I really wish he wouldn't say. And I, and I don't I don't think are particularly helpful. Uh, but, you know, he is sort of, as you guys alluded to, he's sort of the ultimate troll in a lot of ways. Right. I mean, he sort of gets people to respond to things. Uh, and then gets people spun up. And, and that's exactly what he's hoping to do. He's hoping to take, you know, people take their eyes off the ball and take their eyes off of what really matters.
0: Would it be a good idea for, uh, you know, Barack Obama bringing it up yesterday at John Lewis's funeral, I thought was shocking. The, he actually suggested Democrats need to do away with the filibuster in the Senate. Is that is that an issue you could get people worked up about, or is that too complicated for most voters?
1: Uh, I think it's an issue that activist bases get really worked up about. So on the right and on the left, this is actually one area where the activist base on the right agrees with the activist base on the left. The idea that the filibuster is antiquated, and if only we didn't have the filibuster, we'd be able to get so much done. The problem with that, of course, is that the way American politics works is that you don't have one party in control For long periods of time, usually party, you know, party control goes back and forth, which means, you know, if you want the filibuster gone for Republicans, uh, then you ought to be able to accept the fact that filibuster will be gone for Democrats as well. And that's precisely why the filibuster, I think, remains in place, because people realize how damaging it would be if it were to be to be eliminated. Well, just
3: to put it in plain terms, what we'd see, among other things, is wild, jarring, instant changes in the way the country is governed every four years, every two years, conceivably. I mean, just wild swings in policy, foreign policy, domestic policy.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, look, you'd see, you know, you'd have Obamacare one year, you'd have no Obamacare the next year, and then you'd have Medicare for all the fifth year. I mean, that's the, that, that's the kind of gyrating that you would see, and it would be tremendously damaging and difficult for us to really uh, be able to operate as a country in a lot of ways because you would have massive portions of the economy affected by big-time policy, and, and it would change all the time because what would happen is you would only need a simple majority – to make these huge policy changes in the Senate. And that's really the only thing that keeps this, I think, that keeps the train from going off the tracks completely.
0: Oh, yeah, we could go back and forth between open borders and zero immigration in one administration. And before you know it, cannibalism. (laughs) Lon Hee Chen is
3: on the line from the Hoover Institution. Uh, Do you even care? Do you pay attention to uh, Joe Biden's VP choice, or or is that just an overrated uh, question?
1: You know, I mean, it's something that the political class gets really excited about and interested in, you know, particularly because maybe there's there's not a whole lot of other, uh, you know, other other stories to follow closely. Uh, Look, I I think it matters insofar as Joe Biden's situation is that he's really old and you know you want to make sure that there is somebody there. Uh, who credibly could be president, you know, at any given time. So I think in this situation with Biden, the VP pick matters a little bit more. But historically, what we know is that the VP pick doesn't actually impact the course of the election that much. It's a news story for a few days. But with Biden's case, maybe it matters a little bit more.
0: Um, Former White House Press Secretary Joe Lockhart argued the other day, I think it was in Time magazine, that Biden shouldn't debate at all. So Biden might do no press conferences and no debates up till the election. You think you can pull that off?
1: No, I, I don't. And I think that's a stupid idea uh, to, to to have Biden avoid debates. I mean, that plays right into the narrative that I think Trump is building around Biden. You know, the Biden in the bunker uh, narrative. And and I, you know, look, I think Joe Biden has showed that there are times when he can be fine, lucid uh, during the. Democratic primary debates, he went out there and he had a couple of debates that were really bad and a few that were quite good. Uh, I, I think that in this situation, if you're on the Biden team, you have to accept the possibility that Biden could do okay, and that there might be more harm than good in keeping him sequestered in the bunker and not wanting to debate. That is absolutely the wrong look, I think, for him.
3: Yeah, I just wonder if it'll actually move votes. Right. right. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not saying you're wrong, Lonnie. he I just. Which, well, you've got
0: to balance it against him coming out in a 90 minute debate and, you know, really showing his age. You know the the the, yeah. the the risk, risk versus reward, which I think is
3: why they're hanging a lantern on some of his faults, as they say, saying yeah, he's gap prone, the rest of it, but he's a nice fella. And now they're saying, look, he's a transitional figure; he's only going to do one term, then it's on to the new thing. It's no big deal if he gets elected. Although also. I, I,
0: I did hear somebody make the argument that. Uh, Trump had the reverse situation for debates last time around. Hillary was the expert. She knew everything. She was a political expert. I don't know anything about debating. Well, Trump has set the bar so low for Biden now by saying, you know, he can barely talk. I think if Biden comes out and is competent at all.
3: Yeah. Oh, heck, we're out of time. Sorry about that, Lon He. We uh, did all the talking. Yeah, that's terrible. (laughs) It's a waste of your valuable time, your expertise, etc. Lon He Chen. That was interesting. uh, Fellow in American Public Policy Studies, Hoover Institution. Always enlightening. Thanks a million. Thanks,
0: guys. All right. Yeah.
3: I I don't know with the Biden thing. I could see it going either way. There's so much more that's going to happen between now and then.
0: Armstrong and Getty. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring?